Here's your doctors, Kevin Lapka. Sir, are you a doctor? Your pulse is great. You're as healthy as a horse. You using the whole fist, Doc? And Kellen Gerenstein. We're not doctors. We got to get out of this place immediately, if not sooner. All right, on the count of three. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time for some Tuesday night bears therapy. Holy testicle Tuesday! That's right, bears therapy. All right, Bears Nation podcast, Tuesday Night Bears Therapy. But once again, we are not even going to do Bears Therapy. Well, we might later. But we got some things to talk about. Myself, Kevin Lapka, alongside Kellen Gerenstein. Because the Chicago Bears and Ryan Poles were active at the deadline. Getting after it, wheeling and dealing. And I absolutely love it. Obviously, today, they trade for Steelers wide receiver, current Bears wide receiver now, Chase Claypool, kind of a, a move that Kellen and I half predicted on the show last night. We we went around the horn, Jake, Kellen, and I. We said, are we going to trade for a wide receiver at the deadline? Jake said no. Typical Jake pessimist said no. He'd love him, but he wasn't all in on it. Kellen and I said yes. Now, we thought it would be Elijah Moore. Instead, it's Chase Claypool. To me, Kellen, a better option, but we have to break down the value. Obviously, they gave away a second-round pick, not the Ravens' second-round pick, that they got in return for the Roquan Smith trade, but the Bears' own second-round pick. So obviously a little bit more disappointing that it's that pick considering um, it's not going to be as early uh, as what the is, is the other one. So I don't know. Kellen, I am all in on this. I know I feel like you're on the fence, but we did what we needed to do. We're going to break it all down again. This is Bears Nation Podcast, Tuesday Night Therapy. A little bit modified as we talk about the news that just went down. Hello, everyone in the chat. I am Scox is all in. He's ready. He says, oh, my God, here we go. And I can't help but Mm -hmm. feel that same sort of excitement. Like, I don't even want to, like, I'm at the point, Kellen, where break down all of this salary cap. I don't care. Like, we got a good wide receiver on this football team for a young quarterback. At the end of the day, to me, that's all that matters. Yeah, I think that's part of the fandom in us. And, you know, fandom is a little bit of a disease and that's okay. We are perfectly willing to admit that. I like having Chase Claypool on the roster. And here's why. Because Chase Claypool instantly becomes no worse than your second receiver. And he becomes Mm -hmm. infinitely better than everyone else on the roster to catch passes except Ronald Mooney. He is better than Nikhil Harry, who has actually not been that bad for us. It's only been two games, but in those two games, he hasn't (laughs) been bad. Dante Pettis, obviously he's better than Dante Pettis. He's better than EQ St. Brown. He has had a near 900-yard season with a quarterback that had an arm that probably was not good enough to play club football. You know what I mean? Like, I think if Ben came out here, I don't think he would have started over me last year. Like, that's how bad it was. Um, And then he was playing with, obviously, a a funky quarterback situation this year. Stats are never the tell-all anyway. The guy's rookie year, he had four touchdowns. We know the type of – in in a single game – I think it was against the Eagles, but we know the type of impact that he can have. Um, we know that 
there were some people who actually thought that they might see him transition to tight end. I remember back uh, in his draft class. So uh, obviously that hasn't happened because he's had such success as an outside receiver. But I think the maturing can definitely happen with the Bears. He definitely seems like a guy that everyone in the locker room enjoys. You know, he just I think people will get annoyed by a happy go lucky guy after you lose a game, which Mm -hmm. I don't it doesn't matter as a fan like that's all between the players and, and the guys in the locker room. But he seems like a guy that the locker room would enjoy. Um, you know, a young guy, what, 24 years old, same age as Darnell Mooney, both were drafted in 2020. So, you know, we'll break it down later. But the, I think the Bears had to do what they had to do. They didn't want to pay a second. They didn't want to give him a second. But I, I'm, I'm guessing that they called for everyone else, Judy, Elijah Moore, DJ Moore. Absolutely. Calvin Ridley, you know, all those guys. I'm sure they called around about all those guys. And they just didn't feel like it was worth it. And they just, or, you know, maybe their pro scout was just like, man, I really like what I see from Claypool. Either way, I mean, the Bears made the move. It is what it is. If you don't like the compensation, don't like the compensation. But we can't be, we can't be a franchise, a fan base that says, I said this last night. Oh, you didn't surround Justin Fields with enough talent. Oh, Ryan Poles isn't valuing Justin Fields' development. He doesn't believe in Justin, da, 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 da. And then goes out and makes a move to help him. Goes out and clearly is constructing a plan to help the offense. I get it. Roquan Smith is a top five back in the league. I get it. Like we, would, we all would have loved to have him on the team, but it just it didn't happen, and it didn't feel like it was in best interest of both sides at some point. And to be honest, I mean, it's, it, it, like we said, Roquan is not adding a Super Bowl tier roster Correct. right now. So. You know, there's a big fuss. Everyone else in the league loves to hate the moves the Bears make. I have no idea why. It just seems like everyone is rooting against Ryan Poles or rooting against Justin Fields, whatever it is. Um, I'm, it's not a perfect move, but it's a move they had to make, and it's a move that we all knew they would make. And for some reason, everyone else is surprised me to move for a receiver, but not us. Yeah, not us. I mean, we saw it coming. And look, here's what this boils down to at the end of the day, okay? And we've talked about it since, you know, this last offseason, since, you know, since these things were available that the 2023 free agent wide receiver class is not good. You don't, you, you can get a piece in that class. You can get yourself an Alan Lazard. You can get yourself a Jacoby Myers or a DJ shark, or maybe a Juju Smith Schuster who looks like he's sort of, you know, revived his career to a certain extent, you know, considering the fact he's played in Kansas city with Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you'd be getting the same player than even, you know, you saw, you've seen so far this year out of him, but there was nobody who would come in and, and really, I, like really be the definitive number one. Like I think you can say right now, Kellen Chase Claypool on this team, given the current receiver room and and, and given maybe the idea that hey, we thought Darna Mooney could be a twelve hundred yard receiver, and maybe he can be with a number one there, but he can't. Mm-hmm. He can't be the sole number one. And I think we've learned that. And it's not right. a bad thing. That's not a, a right. negative aspect to Darna Mooney's game. It's just. You know, part of it is I think defenses are, are are scheming well and taking him out of the game because they know no one else is really going to hurt him. So I actually wanted wanted to hit on it later that Darnell Mooney's stock is going to go up, and if you're a fantasy owner, you should probably you know go after him. But can we definitively say that Chase Claypool is like this number a number one receiver on this team? Like the Bears got a number one receiver. Like are we close? Okay. Like I don't know if he's a number one, but for this team, he's a number one, right? For this team, he becomes probably the. I think him and Mooney share the first option. Yeah, like a one A one B. Yes, I would say that. Okay. Um, I wouldn't sit here and say Chase Claypool is a bona fide wide receiver one, but mm-hmm. I mean he's he's kind of he's he's what the Bears had to get. Like, again, I'm not like a I'm not gonna like pound the table. Like, thank God we got Chase Claypool, but 
this team needed help. This team needed, you know, better football players. And, gr- and granted, Kevin, so this is what a lot of people are like, that's a top 40 pick that the Bears just gave away because they just traded away that second rounder. If the Bears are trading for Chase Claypool now, you know, they, I know that they sold their defense. They sold Roquan. They sold um, Robert Quinn. But they clearly think that they can get to six, seven wins. If they get to six, seven wins, that pick in the second round is like 44, 45, kind of around what it is right now. Um, and it's not like a 37, 38. Now, granted, the Bears have to, like, it's not going to be easy. They do have to go out. They have to win football games. But I, I'm, I'm, they have shown so much more than what the league has, what everyone thought they would. They went out, they beat the 49ers week one. They went into Foxborough mm-hmm. and they beat Bill Belichick. They started off, went into out of their first three games, and then they slumped. But in the midst, in, in the worst part of that slump, they saw growth from finally from their guy, who now think about it, the last three out of four weeks, Kevin, we have said this is Justin Fields' best game of his career. Consistently, we he has gotten better. The Vikings game, we said that's the best game he's played. And they got to New England, that's the best game he's played. Got to Dallas, that's the best game he's ever played. Three right. out of the last four weeks, we've said that. And granted, like, if if Darnell Mooney makes that catch on Thursday night against Washington, we say, yeah, that was a really rough game from the offense for three night, for three quarters. But Justin Fields just came back and won us the fucking game. So now that's four weeks in a row. You know, obviously hindsight, 2020, good whatever. Point, but point. Um, we're in a position now where we can really see growth from our quarterback. And so the thought process now is do not let Justin Fields grow bad habits. Because you know what happened? The last time that happened is Mitch Trubisky became that guy. Mr. Trubisky became the guy with the footwork that couldn't settle in the pocket. He, he wasn't good at finding the space. Um, just had these bad habits with lower body mechanics, and they really messed with his throws. And he had those bad habits from those for that first year, and it just never got out. And obviously, Mission wasn't as talented as Justin Fields is. But as far as that goes, that, that this, is a, this is a move that says we need some help. We don't think we can get in a free agency. And um, – you know, the receivers in the draft, like we talked about last night, are not looking that great right now. This is not the Well, the draft looked okay, not the free agent class. But even the draft, I mean, we talked really? outside, outside of those first four guys who are all falling, by the way, except maybe Quentin Johnston, but JSN hasn't played. Jordan Addison has been – what he hasn't played his way higher, and Kayshawn Booty is finally coming into his own now. But after those four, you're not talking about a second round that was like in 2020 and 2021 with – T. Higgins, and even guys like Denzel Mims and LaVisca Chanel, who people thought could be playmakers, Elijah Moore, mm-hmm. um, Rondale Moore, Diami Brown. Like, this is not that draft class, at least from what I know now. Maybe it becomes that, or maybe, I mean, I haven't been in the draft as much as I usually have been because of work. But, you know, the first round is where the receivers are, and you have to value that. You have to understand that. And if that's what they said in the room, but there's not a lot of guys where we have picks at, and then we need to spend that first round on a receiver. We pay some guys in free agency on the line because there are better options on the line up there than there are at receiver in free agency. So I think that's the thought process now. And obviously this is us trying to quote unquote cope as Bears fans. This is our copium is trying to get in their heads. But as a fan, as Bears fans, and finally being excited to have a guy on their center to to have what feels like an organization that cares about offense, a coach yep. that values having a balanced attack. Um, this is this is cool to see. This doesn't happen in this franchise. It doesn't. And this is a great point because we've talked about it so many times before. And, and really, 
In the recent history, it's sort of skewed because of the Cleo Mack trade, and, and they did get free agents in 2018. But in other situations, we would always see go, guys go on the trade block. We'd always see guys in free agency, and we'd say, it, it's so logical for that guy to go to the Bears, right? And, and it's so logical. And because we're a large market, we're always sort of rumored because we're Chicago, and, and it's, it's a good place to be. And it never happened. And it never happened. The Bears would never make a move like this, specifically for – you know, an offensive player who's going to help your quarterback, you know, it would never, you would in season, you know what I mean? Like I'm mm-hmm. talking about in season stuff, really like think about it. Like when was the last time you can say, Hey, something was really struggling for this team offensively in season. They recognized that and did something immediately to make the team better. Like I, in the recent you want my answer Bears, to that is 2017, yeah. the bears receivers were terrible and we signed Dontrell in. Them. Exactly. Dontrell That's what we did. That's what we did, right? That was the solution. And hey, that's the same scenario. Like 2017, young quarterback. Mm-hmm. First and that year was of the their, of that the, was their answer. I'm sorry, it wasn't the first year of that that coach, but it was the it, it was like a new thing for Mitch. He was still a rookie. Sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. Exactly. It's just what's going to happen is for the rest of time now, there's going to be comparisons and graphics made of you know Chase Claypool versus whatever that second round pick that the Steelers just got turns out to be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they'll compare it, you know, you know, who was better. And and for all evaluation purposes following this year, it'll be Claypool or that second round pick. And I can confidently say that getting Claypool for these nine games, plus probably an extension that he he's due for, uh, that they can afford with him, like it's probably gonna be better than any, like most likely, unless you find a gem in that second round, what you're getting out of Chase Claypool is going to be better than whatever the Steelers or whatever you would have gotten with that second round pick. Like, mm-hmm. and, and we understand, and everyone's going to say, oh, well, Brisker, right? You know, and you can find gems in the second round, and you can, you definitely can. But it's also rare to find really good players in the second round. Like, it's not rare, but it's a hard thing to do. Not every GM does it, and not every GM can hit back-to-back years on good players in the second round. We hope Ryan Poles can do that, especially this year, because you have another one. But... If you can take your chance on a player, and you're talking about risk factor now, right? If you want to, if you want to mitigate risk, because there's always risk when drafting a guy. There's injury risk. There's he looked great in college. He got to leak. He just doesn't have it. I was talking to you know Dwayne Brown and you know the trainer for Jaquan Brisker and Aaron Donald, and he told me a lot of things that happen with a lot of these guys is you know they're hungry in college, and then they get to the NFL and they get complacent. And like that's not that's something that will never show up in the combine. It'll never show up on the stat sheet. You will never it may not even show up in interviews. But the moment they get that bag, the moment they realize they made it, some guys just get complacent. And you're you're every time you draft a guy, no matter how good you think the pick is, it is a greater risk than going after and getting a guy like Chase Claypool, who had back to back 800 yard seasons to start his career with quarterbacks like Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, in those two years. And now this year, you know, he's off to a slower start because he's had Mitch Trubisky and he's had an offense led by Matt Canada that doesn't really know how to operate and utilize him to his strengths. Every single time in scenarios like this, I am totally okay banking and mitigating risk on a guy who's more proven than somebody coming out of the draft. That's always, that. that's the way I'm going to look at it, you know, fr- from my standpoint. And you know, obviously, if you if you thought about it that way, you end up like Ryan Pace, right? Because you just, you just give away draft capital. Like, you have to build through the draft. But in the scenario that the Bears are in, and this is why it's important to evaluate this given the situation, is 
you don't have leeway to take any more risks. Like you have to go out there and get a guy who you know is productive, right? Because yep. I just mentioned it. And and I still think they're going to take a wide receiver in the first round. I still As think they they're should. probably going to spend on a lower end free agent wide receiver, sort of, you know, you're looking at maybe an Alan Lazard is a name that I kind of threw out there because we saw EQ St. Brown come here from Green Bay. Alan Lazard is probably not going to stay there. And why not come back to Luke Getzey next year? I think that's a, a good name. But you had to go get somebody who is proven, who can do it. And that's what they did. And and for and because of the situation, you have to be more comfortable giving up a second round because of what was available to you to try and make the team better in 2023, which was not a lot. So it's all about a situation, Colin. I know we kind of talked about that before we hopped on here, but you know, if you just look at it straight up, you know, oh, a two for Claypool and you know, in a vacuum, yeah, you might be thinking, well, you know, and then you think about the fact that okay, the the Packers also were looking for were looking for him. So you fleeced them from the Packers. Mm-hmm. They had the same offer. For a two, and how great would it be if the Bears ended with a better record and got Chase Claypool? That would be hilarious. But yeah. you just there, there's too many factors to just look at it straight up, right? Yes, yes. Sorry, I didn't know if that was a question that was rhetorical yes. or not. But 100, percent yes. I mean, like you said, in a vacuum. I mean, is it a? Is it? Can you argue it's a slight overpay? Sure, but again, like it just goes back to the same point. Um, like I, that's that's my running back in the chat. That's I your guess. boy. <laughs> that's my boy. Yeah. I saw you grin at that comment. Yeah, because he you know, he knows what he is. Uh, shout out Jay Haley and the rest of Club Football. But um, yeah, I mean the the like we said, this offense needed help. The receivers needed help. Guys just weren't getting getting up and making it happen. I mean, like we said, so the, the those balls that are thrown to EQ St. Brown and are thrown to Dante Pettis, they're thrown to them. Right, Claypool probably doesn't drop that pass. And they're thrown to those guys because you want to scheme those plays for a guy like Darnell Mooney, but you can't because he's the only guy on the roster that can make plays like that. So you have to give the other guys opportunities because they're the only ones open. And Darnell Mooney is not, you know, six five, six six. He's, you know, he he's not that. He can, he's very good contested catch wise, but he's not a guy that is like a big bodied um, no. receiver that's going to go get it. So. I think it's very important for this offense. Not the type of guy that I think, um, like how we talked about with Judy, that um, kind of separates a little bit quicker instead of with the right. ball in the air. I think right. Claypool is a is a guy that separates a little later into his route, um, but he's still a big, fast guy. And I I'm sure that Justin, you know, the, Demo said that Mooney and Justin are the last ones off the field every day. And I'm sure at some point Justin is going to pull Claypool aside and be like, hey. Come on, meet the three of us. And it's the three of us now. You know what I mean? And you know, maybe hopefully it'll grow and become something a little more than that. And 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 someone told me, or I think my brother was texting me, like, you know, I'm kind of worried, you know, he's got this year and then next year, and then he's on a on a contract. Well, if he plays good enough into a second contract in the NFL, that's a damn good problem to have. For him to be Absolutely. 26 and for him to let, you know, let's say by the grace of God, he gets to a thousand yard, he has an a thousand yard season next season. You know, in his prove-it year, I, I'd imagine that Mooney will be resigned at the end of this offseason, and then Claypool's year will be a prove-it year. And if you know, if they get a guy, then they'll keep him. You know, because mm-hmm. they'll have that rookie on the on the on this rookie contract, the receiver, whoever it is, JSN, Keshawn Booty, blah blah blah, doesn't matter. Um, that guy will be there for another three years, so you can pay those two what you want, what you need. And another thing is, I, I really don't know how the Bengals are going to pay T Higgins. I really don't. Right, we we, um, we talked about that. 
Yeah, I know the cap is like, – we're getting into the memes like the cap is fake because teams are just kind of paying everyone willy-nilly now, but they haven't paid Joe Burrow. They have to pay Jamar Chase, um, and they're giving Joe Mixon and Trey Hendrickson a lot of money. Uh, Tyler Boyd got paid, so maybe they moved some money around or something. But T. Higgins is a guy that's probably deserving of – not probably – is deserving of wide receiver one money somewhere. Yes. But you can't you, you can't pay two guys wide receiver one money and pay a quarterback like Joe Burrow what he's gonna get. It just won't happen. Um and I think that's just that's just how it's gonna be like by the wayside. Like T. Higgins won't be able to play there. We'll see. <laughs> nah, go after you know, him. We'll, that's what yeah. you're saying. Are you saying go yeah. after him? Yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 saying I'm at the end of next season. Next season okay. will be T. Higgins contract year. Um, if if like Claypool doesn't work out, or just hell, just just for the fucking hell of it, because you because you're gonna have all the money in free agency, and I don't think Cole Komet will be back after 2023. No, I don't I, 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 unless unless he plays his way into that. But as of right now, I don't see that happening. Um, yeah, I mean, shit. The <sighs> TJ Hawkinson's a very good tight end. He's a top eight tight end in the league. He's he's a very good combination of run of of blocker and and catcher of the football and the vikings got two fourth rounds in in addition to him but they traded away a second and a third um and yeah that was i mean uh, yeah so so if you compare it to that if you compare it to that trade and the and the lions the lions are quarterback away is the part i don't understand is the lions are a quarterback and maybe a good head coach away like if the lions had I don't. I don't. I don't want to say Justin Fields because I don't want the, the people who watch this to like just say we talk about him all the time. But if they had anyone competent, like say they had like fucking, I don't know. Say they had Kirk Cousins. Say the Lions had Kirk Cousins. Good they'd point. be a damn good football team right now. They'd be a damn good football team. They 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 they'd be. Their defense is bad, the but are. their defense yeah, is okay. bad. But as far as them being able to go ahead and put points on the board, mm-hmm. they're quarterback away. They've got the offensive line. They've got one of the most solid offensive lines in football. They've got a really good young receiving core who's not even at its full strength yet because Jamison Williams hasn't been playing. I didn't understand that trade for the Lions. They have two really good running backs, one who's still on the rookie contract and DeAndre Swift. I didn't get it. Um, so I thought the Vikings won that trade 100%, even They're though they desperate. traded away at second and third. But I mean, Eric they, Smith went down, and, and they got desperate, you know? It's all. It's a problem. It, it's fine when they do it, but it's a problem when I do. It. Right. You know. Like that's, yeah. That, that's the. It's that's, the classic what meme. What yeah. What meme is that from? It's a problem when they do it. It's It's a TikTok thing. It's a TikTok. It is a TikTok. Thing. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I forgot about that. But uh, Chase Claypool here again. So you know to to know what you're getting out of it because even a guy like Jerry Judy or even a guy like Elijah Moore or some of the other people that you know we liked in the off season, like none of them have the size and and possess exactly what the Chicago Bears need at the receiving position. I mean, Chase Claypool is 6'4", 238. So you you said something earlier that kind of, you know, popped in my mind. You said, well, and it maybe been it might have been somebody in the chat, uh, well, Chase Claypool makes that catch uh, against the Commanders. And you're right. And do the Bears allow more than 12 points in that game if Roquan Smith is not on the team? Like you, I don't know if you can make if it's fair to make the case that Chase Claypool is more impactful to your team than Roquan Smith is. But given their current situation, given how inept the receiving core is, and given what matters this year, which is the development of Justin Fields, you can make the case that for the remainder of 2022, 
the person more, the player more valuable to your team as far as how it impacts not just what occurs for the rest of this year, but for the following years, is Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. To get a receiver mm-hmm. and to, 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 again, solve all your questions. If the front office still had questions going into this of whether Justin was the guy, despite the past two games, despite everything, right? If they still had questions, right? Solve all those questions. Get your, your quarterback a guy. Prove that you're all in on him. And then if he flourishes, if Justin Fields starts to look more, if he starts to build on these performances and turns into, you know, a guy by the end of the year who is looking like a top 10 quarterback because he's played like a top 10 quarterback the past two weeks. And if he sustains that because Chase Claypool is catching balls in the end zone that Dante Pettis can't catch is, is, is running routes that EQ St. Brown can't catch. I don't care if you're giving up 50 points a game because Roquan Smith isn't out there. He is more valuable to what you are trying to achieve right now and what right. you are trying to answer right. before you head into the offseason. And there, that's a scorching hot take in this town because we're infatuated with linebackers because of the history of the franchise. And we're infatuated with their impact on the defense. But in this defense... A dying yeah, Ro- impact. As, as the game grows impact. every day, the off-ball linebackers' impact becomes less and less. Right? Like... Uh, and... I also think we're having this conversation with my friends. To me, tackles is kind of like a, a bland stat. Like everyone's going to say, oh, well, he led the league in tackles. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I like, yeah, it's a good, oh, you're right. He, he was at the ball. I mean, you know, the guy might have got the first down, but he had to go make the tackle he, because he tackle. their D-line is not good. <laughs> yeah, that's the other Their D-line isn't good. They're getting, they're getting back there every damn play. That's what's going on. Right. Hey, you know, Roquan's a great football player. Um, but yeah, yes, I'm not bashing him. I do want to, yeah, yeah. like, I, I think he's a good football player, but for this team, you know, as of right now, what they're trying to build and, and Ryan Poles has been around the league. He, they, he was with the chiefs who drafted Nick Bolton, this, I think in the second round and Nick Bolton is now top 10 off ball linebacker. In, in That's the guy I wanted right in now. the draft, man. Nick uh, Bolton was is on a my very mark. good football player. Um, uh, Shaquille Leonard was a third round draft pick. You don't have to. And Devin Lloyd has been really good for the Jag. I think he's in the Jaguars this year. I, 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 I can't remember who Devin Lloyd got drafted by, but Jaguars. Devin Lloyd has been yeah. Devin Lloyd has been very, very good for his football team this year. Um, Quay Walker was a first round pick for the Packers, and right now is looking like the worst first round pick um, of this year. They also drafted Devontae Wyatt, who I don't think he's been doing very much either. Both guys who should have been drafted where they nothing. were. Right. So fuck the Packers. But as far as positional value, and again, this is my friends will be like copium, cope, 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 whatever. Um, off-ball linebackers in this league, you cannot value them for a – you cannot value having great off-ball linebackers on your team over having playmakers at receiver for a young quarterback. And then everyone, Absolutely. Will, everyone will be like, hey, Claypool, listen, what do you think it is? Da, 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 da. He's, he's so much better than what the Bears have had. He's so much better than what the Bears have got. And quite frankly, yeah, you had to make a move for somebody because, like what we said, the lack of the free agent market in next year. Um, and there, I, I actually checked a couple of draft boards. There's a, there's a few names uh, that might pop up in round two, but not a lot that I'm familiar with at all right now. No, at receiver. At receiver. So say, say they took like Paris Johnson or Skronsky with their first pick so as a tackle. Then you have to get a receiver a second round, most likely. But regardless, I, those guys 
you just have to trust what they're doing. Are you going to like every move that they make? No, but I was fine with the Roquan trade. I was fine with the Robert Quinn trade. This one was compensation-wise probably my least favorite, but uh, it's still a move that I'm totally fine with and totally happy that we made. Right, and and, and here, here's a good comparison, okay, of what we're kind of talking about here. It just popped in my mind when you're talking about getting your young quarterback help and seeing the impacts of that. Tua Tagovailoa before last year what was was for many people a bust, right? Uh, he, he, he's underthrowing every ball. He's not maybe he's not a bust, but he's not ever going to live up to what you know people thought he could be, right? Mm-hmm. After last year, that was the narrative. That was 100 percent narrative. Do the Dolphins go out and in, in the draft get themselves a, a linebacker or get themselves you know a, a, a defensive stud? No. Tell me, look at the the weak side linebacker for the Miami Dolphins right now, Jalen Phillips. And Jalen Phillips isn't a bad player, but they allocated resources to offense. They gave him the best wide receiver in football right now in Tyreek Hill, and they drafted Jalen Waddle. And all of a sudden, Tua Tugavailoa, at least before he was concussed, led the league in passing yards, right? Like, and that's an understanding. And I think Ryan Poles sees situations like that. And it's like, hey, you know what? Th- this is the way now, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can win with stellar offense and average defense. And that's what we've been talking about for years now in the NFL. And for years is if you have a superstar quarterback and you have talent around that quarterback, you can win with below, I wouldn't say below average defense, but average defense. You don't need to be a top five defense in the NFL. It doesn't matter. So this, again, it just proves what can happen when, you surround your young quarterback with pieces, with guys who are going to help him. And that's the specific thing about Chase Claypool is how he can help Justin Fields. Is I, I said he was 6'4", 238. Like, mm-hmm. you watch Chase Claypool's highlights, which I'm sure many Bears fans have after today. Just go watch his highlights. Like, 90% of those plays are he's blanketed by a cornerback and he's just coming down with the football. Like, mm-hmm. Justin Fields can say... And there's other guys who can say that in the league, and Justin Fields hasn't been able to say this. F it, Chase Claypool down there somewhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. like he can just yeah. throw it up and it, and know that Clay, even if he doesn't catch it, it's going to give you a good chance to, to put his hands on it and come down with the ball, right? And when you think yep. about the struggles for this Bears defense or this Bears offense, really before New England and Dallas, it was they can't do anything in the red zone. It's the reason why they lost the Commanders game. It's the reason they lost the Giants game. If you had Chase Claypool in both of those games, you might win. You might yeah. win both of those games. Is that, a, is that an absurd thing to say? Because I feel like it's a very reasonable, rational thing to say. No, I don't, I don't think people – I think even, even though people know how bad Bears receivers have been, I don't, unless you watch it, unless you watch them like pretty consistently week to week, you don't know how really bad – they have been and how we were relying on Emir Smith-Marset right. a couple weeks ago to get us some catches. Dante Pettis has not been good. E.Q. St. Brown has not been good. You know, these guys, <laughs> and Akil Harry's been hurt, you know, but when he's played, I, again, he's, he's been better than what we thought he'd be, but these guys are just not getting it done. They're just not getting it done. And, and we feared that. That was what we feared, Kevin. We tried to be optimistic. We tried to say, hey, maybe Luke Gessie can find a way to get these guys open. And so far, that hasn't been the case. They haven't been able to get open. They haven't been able to make plays. So mm-hmm. I think Claypool does a lot for your offense as far as designing your best players to get the football because there's a lot of throws where I'm like, damn it, why isn't that throw going to draw no moon? And it's obviously because he, they just, he just doesn't have the freedom to do it right now. So 
you know, we'll see. I mean, look at what the look at what the, the Vikings are doing with Justin Jefferson. And again, not saying there I don't know Justin Jefferson, not saying that Chase Claypool is 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 Adam Thielen, which honestly at this point they're probably on pretty similar levels. Uh, they also have KJ Osborne, who's very good, and now they're gonna have TJ Hawkinson, they have Dalvin Cook. So just see what they're doing. I know there was Justin Jefferson hasn't caught a touchdown since week one, uh, which I just found out today, which yeah, but it doesn't matter because the guy caught like 30,000 passes in the first half against the Bears, and that's the impact <laughs> that he made. So just look at what they're doing. Look at how they're able to scheme their best player open because they have guys that are respectable. So um, hopefully we see more of that. Hopefully Getsy can figure that out pretty quickly. Um, is he going to play Sunday? Do we know? Yeah, he's he has to play. I, I mean, he's traded before Wednesday. They probably they haven't even really practiced. They probably had a walkthrough today. First day of full practices tomorrow. The, he'll play. I mean, he's going to have a full week of practice just with the new team. I, I mean, fuck, I hope so, man. He has to play. He absolutely has to play. It's a tough matchup anyway. You're going <laughs> up against the Dolphins. But here's three. I'm going to read you these three situations, okay? As we talk about, you know, I think organizations understanding when you have a young quarterback, you have to surround them with talent. Here's three examples of that, all right? The Arizona Cardinals draft Kyler Murray. And what do they do immediately after that? They trade for DeAndre Hopkins. And look how that turned out for them. They started mm-hmm. the season, I believe, 12-0 and 0 last year, or 11-0. They went on that crazy run, okay? Mm-hmm. Case, case number one. Number two, Josh Allen. You got a guy who's a young quarterback, has all the talent in the world, struggling a little bit, doesn't really have the pieces around him. What do the Buffalo Bills do a couple years after he was drafted? Get yeah, you Stephon Diggs. Look at his development now. And, and for the, the previous one, look at... The way Kyler Murray developed that that year, that first year with Hopkins, right, is it, looked yep. a little bit different this year. But Hopkins hasn't played the the first. He's played the last two games, and Kyler's looked better. But the first couple games, he didn't. Kyler he's was the leader in the MVP race in 2021 for a good bit. He was, like the and they traded season. for Hopkins in 2021, right? It, it was last year that they traded. It was, for him, uh, I believe, right, or was it the year before? Was it 2020? It, I think it was 2020 because I think that was the I year that he had the. Uh, that's the year that he had the Hail Mary against the Bills. Yes, yes. Right, because I remember no one was, I don't think it was in the stands. All right, so we have case A is uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, and, and look mm-hmm. how that worked for the development of your young quarterback in your team. Case B is Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. Look how that worked for, for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And, and now most recently, uh, case C is A.J. Brown. Oh, that's well, no, because I'm talking about guys who were traded. Right, like like a team going out there and trading assets for somebody to help your young quarterback. AJ Brown traded to the Philadelphia Eagles, and the way it's made Jalen Hurts look this year, and the Eagles are now the only undefeated team left in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Those are three cases, and don't get me wrong, teams notice that. Hey, if you and and what I'm not saying, Chase Claypool is on the level of any of those guys. Like all those players are tier one wide receivers, and Chase Claypool is probably a tier three, tier four wide receiver. I'm not saying that, but it's just this general ideology and mentality that we have a young quarterback, we have to invest in him, and even if it means up, you give a even if it means you give up a little bit more than you want to, you got to do it. You got to invest in him, and the results will come. And if they don't, then he's a bust. If Justin Fields ends up sucking, he ends up sucking. But I don't think that's going to happen. They're at least showing the effort to invest in him. That is what all these teams that have gotten off to hot starts the past couple of years have done. And I think the Bears recognized that and just did the same. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm fully with you. I mean, they just, 
I get it. They had to do it. They had to do something to help their quarterback. And and people will say, well, they're not even trying to win this year. They're not, they, they can't compete this year. Why are they doing it again? The future matters. Draft class, free agent class. Again, you know, you can't just spend money to spend money and you'll say, well, they just spent the second round pick on Chase Claypool. You know, you got me like, I was, what do you do? You got me. <laughs> but like, I mean, you, you, you're not, you can't go out and spend, like we said, like 60 million on Juju Smith-Schuster for three years. Even, even if he is playing better right now, that just, that we, we can't do that. We can't force ourselves to do that. And when you're in a, when you're in a market like that, you still have to pay the market value for a receiver. So it doesn't matter even if that receiver um, isn't of the highest talent, right? That guy is still going to command a lot of money. He's still going to bounce around places that are giving him the most money. And the teams that are most desperate are going to offer him the most money. And if the Bears didn't get another receiver, they'd be in the, the, the probably the most desperate team in the NFL next year for, for a wide receiver signing. Absolutely. Um, so And that probably wouldn't have turned out very well for them. So um, I don't know, man. I think we've said pretty much – all I can say about the situation, I, I, yeah. I think Poles did just fine. I think it is a slight overpay for a player that you feel could help your quarterback develop and could be a potential piece for you going forward. Um, and people will say, you know, well, they they like George Pickens more than Chase Claypool. That's why they, they kept him over. Sure. That, I mean, I don't think anyone would argue with the way George Pickens has been looking that he isn't better than Chase Claypool, but regardless, you're still getting the receiver that can help you in that way, right? You're still getting a receiver that, that is helping your young quarterback. They have Deontay Johnson. They have George Pickens. They got guys Absolutely. that can help over there. Um, and we needed that. We needed a second piece. We needed a second piece. I don't, again, I don't know if people realize just how bad the Bears receivers have been. I don't think they realize. They don't. I, I mean, Bears fans do. I, I know yeah. these guys in the chat do, do, but outside of that, no. And here's the last comparison I'm making. Then we'll address some of these comments in the in, in the chat. We'll get to you guys. Appreciate you guys hopping in here every single week. Tuesday night Bears therapy. Myself, Kevin Lapp, alongside Kellen Garrison, powered by Betstamp. Uh, hop, hop in those questions. Pop in those comments. We're gonna get to all of them in just one moment. The last comparison I want to make is what what year was Higgins drafted? He was drafted the year before Jamar Chase, right? 2020. In the same draft class as uh as Burrow, right? Yes. If I'm correct. Okay. So. You, th- you remember, everyone always last year talked about, well, you, you watch what the Cincinnati Bengals did going from a 2-14 and 14 team to, to making the Super Bowl, and you look at the Bears, and you start to kind of, everyone, or I'm going to do it because we're in the business of comparisons here in the media sometimes, and I'm going to do it. You have a guy like Chase Claypool who can be your quote-unquote T. Higgins, right? And then the following year for the Bengals, they draft Jamar Chase, who went to college with Justin Fields. They spend a decent amount of money on the defense. The offensive line isn't as good as you wanted it to be. The Bears' but offensive line will be better than what the Bengals was last year. When they made the Super Bowl, you really think yes, so? Yes, the Bears' offensive line next year should be better. It should so be. That, so, so I would agree, because that line was bad last year. I have no idea how he stayed very alive bad. on that line. Like, the fact that that team made a Super Bowl with that offensive line shattered any and all narrative that it starts in the trenches. (laughs) (laughs) It does not, apparently. It starts outside with Jamar chasing T.A. That's a good point, Um, though, Kevin. I mean, again, receivers matter. Receivers fucking matter in the NFL. they, They do. But my comparison is, so they get Jamar Chase, 
a guy who went to college with a quarterback. They make the Super Bowl. They spend all this money. Now the Bears enter this offseason, probably going to end up with, you know, six or seven wins, maybe eight if Justin continues to play well, right? Uh, Go draft the guy that went to college with the quarterback, Jack Smith and Jigba. Go spend a little bit of money. And you never know. Like, you never know, right? You never know. If you, if, because all, because what matters most is when you look around the roster and if you believe that even after drafting certain guys, I think if they draft Jackson Smith and Jigba and they sign Alan Lazard or Jacoby Myers, it's a top five wide receiver core in the NFL. And that's mm-hmm. not a, a hot take at all if, if Darnell Mooney stays and Chase Claypool stays. But mm-hmm. even if the defense isn't as good as you think it is, even if the offensive line isn't as good, be, if your quarterback is a superstar, everything else is elevated. Everything else is elevated. Why, look, look at the patch. Look, look at the Kansas City Chiefs teams for some of those years. Like they were really talented, but elevated by Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you have a superstar quarterback, that's all that matters. And we believe we have that in Justin Fields. And Joe Burrow was that for the Bengals last year, and he's not really been that this year. But that's my comparison. Any anything can happen, and they put themselves in a position to be legitimate competitors in 2023. So that's where I'm at. Let's address some of these questions in the comments here. Appreciate you guys uh, hopping in. Again, drop any questions or comment in the chat. We're going to try to get to all of them. I like this one from Unforgiven Life. My dad doesn't understand what's going on. He is pulling his hair out. I told him, calm down down next season. We'll be okay. See, this is funny (laughs) to me because I feel like, you know, Unforgiven Life, I don't know how old your dad is, but this goes back to that idea that, we're Bears fans, and the history of the franchise tells us that <laughs> if we don't have a star linebacker, linebacker. we're not successful. Yeah. Yep, that is how, that, that is the the idea. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back to the text with my family yesterday when we traded Roquan. <laughs> I'm sure my my family reacted pretty similar. And um, I, I just came across a great video on TikTok of of some girl telling her like 90 year old dad that Roquan was traded or a grandpa or 90 year old grandpa or something. And he's like, well, we better have gotten two first rounders for him. That guy can play. So disconnected with reality, man. Well, the old, you can't, even, you can't blame the guy who's no, 90. Yeah, no, he's 90. I, mean, I got you. Uh, my, my, my dad, my dad sent it our family chat uh, yesterday. He said, we're not getting enough for Roquan or Robert Quinn. I'm not understanding Paul's strategy here. <laughs> my dad is 70. My dad was alive to see Gail and Brian and, and the, and the 85 <laughs> Super Bowl. So that it's, it's pretty funny. Um, linebackers are important. You pay good off ball linebackers, but not when, you know, if they would have if they would have drafted Roquan where they drafted Jaquan Brisker, you know, like this this would be different. Or, or if they drafted Roquan in a different part where this this new regime wasn't in the midst of trying to bring him back, it probably would have happened differently. But it just so happened that everyone, Ryan Poles included, knows that he was hired to make Justin Fields succeed, to help Justin Fields, you know, put him in a good position, surround him with talent. That is why Ryan Poles was hired. Ryan Poles was hired because his team knew that they have a talented quarterback. And so Ryan Poles is like, dude, I want, I, I, this is about Justin. This, yep. this, this isn't about the defense. Yep. I would love to pay you. I would love for you to be on this team. But that's just not where the priorities are right now. And that's fine. That's fine. That's why, that's why we sent him to a Super Bowl contender. That's why, we sent him, that's why we sent him to the Ravens. That's why we sent him to a team that's ready to win now. By the way, a team that also doesn't have weapons and now has a worse receiver core. 
than the Chicago Bears do. So they do. I can see how I that works. You might have had a worse receiver core before we traded for Claypool. I mean, yeah, my Lord have wrong. mercy. Bateman put up a donut last week. Like yeah. Devin Duvernay was their leading receiver outside of Mark Andrews. I think Bateman got hurt, didn't he? I don't, I don't know. He might have. <laughs> he wasn't on the field. You're right. Because I had a parlay placed with him in it. And I was like, dude, just get your 25 yards, please. Uh, He's going to miss that? multiple weeks. I just saw. I just oh, is he? at okay. the headline now. What's the okay. foot injury? Yeah. So so that makes sense. And, and here's the fun. Here's the other thing about that, too, right? You know, everyone's so upset that the Bears traded away the Ravens or the, sorry, the Bears second round pick instead of the Ravens second round pick because yeah. the Bears probably wound up picking earlier in the second round. And the Ravens, you know, might end up picking later. But again, like the, it's not the Philadelphia Eagles. They're not seven. and no, They're a five and three team. And their mm-hmm. offense with a lot of weaknesses to with be a honest. lot of weaknesses. And I tweeted that I was like, they're vulnerable. Like they have some decent wins this year. They came, they went toe to toe with Buffalo, but that's a team in a, in a very good AFC conference that could potentially, if the cards fall the wrong way, miss the playoffs. Yeah. Or just like it happened last year in the first round, just mm-hmm. like it happened last year. Right. So yep. Let's relax on this whole, oh, you know, the bull sucks because they traded the Ravens first or, or the Bears first round picking out the Ravens one. You got to let it play out. Like there is a chance that like everyone's just assuming it seems like everyone's assuming the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl and you're going to pick last in the second round. That's not going to happen. They're not winning the Super yeah. Bowl. They might make the playoffs the, the, and win a game, but. Yeah, the Bears are in a position right now where they're <laughs> getting better. Um, I think they can beat the Jets. I think they can beat the Falcons. I, I, I don't. I don't think we can beat the Eagles or the Bills. But I think Lions. we can win the rest of our division games. I think we can go five and zero in the rest of our division games. I think we can beat the Lions twice. I think we can beat the Vikings. Or that would be four. No, four games. I think we can beat the Vikings. To, our Vikings. I think we can beat the Packers. I think we can beat the Lions twice. I think we can beat the Falcons. That's five more wins. Let's say they win four of those. They win seven games they win three of them they win six games you never know what can happen in the nfl man and i don't know what the Ravens' schedule looks like but i, I put 25 dollars. i bet a friend that 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 the bears pick would not be a top 40 pick in the nfl draft this year um it would be not it would not be a what the the, the second 40. rounder there's so the second rounder that they gave away to the ravens so like i told i bet that the ravens would not be picking inside the top 40 for their second round pick the Bears, you mean? You bet the Bears would not be picking inside the top 40. No, 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 because now the Ravens own that. Or the, the Steelers own that pick. Sorry. Oh, Steelers, okay. I see what the you mean. Steelers I see what own you mean. that pick, and the Steelers would not be picking there you go. the, the Claypool trade. Right, um, right, right, right. So I think they can. Is he a Steelers fan? And you're trying to tell them that that pick's not going to be as high as they think it no, is? No, they just hate polls for whatever fucking reason. It's the same type of deal. They just won't get on. They, they, there's a total disconnect between me and my. And I respect all these guys' ball knowledge. I, I respect all of their opinions on football but we are on completely different sides of what the bears are doing right now and i told them i was like the bears are going to trade for a receiver today the bears are going to trade for a receiver today they're like why would they do that they're not knowing now that's because you know what kevin because we do a fucking research that's because i know what the hell's happening hey, you tell them bro <laughs> you tell them but and now, um, i want to i want to put this tweet up on the screen uh like give me one second talk amongst yourself for about 10 minutes or not 10 minutes that's that's too long like 30 seconds while i upload this tweet okay okay and i'll and explains it explains what you're talking about about the national media right and and how there is a disconnect and there always is because we do more of our hey wait trevor lamarsh hey just let you guys know it's our pick 
that's, yeah, that's what we're saying. That's what we went through. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah. We gave up the Bears. So the Steelers pick. will not um, be picked inside the forty. Inside the forty, right. they own you know that pick. Yes. Yeah. It was kind of. I. I. I think I might have said said it. Uh, I think I messed that up myself. One of us might have messed it up. Thank you in the chat uh, for, for for helping us clarify. I'm trying to see if I can drop this in here. Let's see if it's – I don't think it's going to drop in. But um, I'll show it to you, Kellen, if you can if you can see that. Can you, can you read what that says? Chase Claypool going from Kenny Pickett to Justin Fields. Ah. <laughs> the like just national – Justin Fields and the Bears continues. Right. And, 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 and there's other like NFL memes on Instagram, which is a great account, like an iconic account. It's so funny. Posted like a, a, a similar type thing about Claypool going from the Steelers to the Bears. Yeah, it's like this one. You know, hey, we're trading you. Hey, we're trading you. Like, like the Bears have the brightest future of any team with a losing record. And it's not even close. The yeah. Bears have a significantly brighter future than the Green people Bay Packers. Don't watch the Bears, man. That's why I think people just don't watch the Bears, and they or they just only focus on the bad shit they've seen on primetime. We just saw them walk into Foxborough and kick the shit out of Bill Belichick's fucking Patriot. We just saw him. We've seen guys like Trevor Lawrence throw blasphemous interceptions on the one yard line on first and goal. We've seen Zach Wilson throw insanely egotistical interceptions for the entire. Entirety of his NFL career, especially in year two, we've seen Mac Jones regress back into the trash can that I thought he was coming out. That's 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 a little harsh, but like, no, it's on. not. It's not, Kellen. It's Justin, very. Rude. I just we talked about this the last three out of four weeks. We have said this is Justin Fields' best game of his career, and are they like stellar, amazing performances? No, but he's getting the ball out. He's seeing the field better. His legs are, are they're using him better with his legs. His, his throws seem to be more accurate. His deep ball is better. Look at the touchdown to Pettis. Look at the throw to Bayless that was missed. Come on. What is the, what is NF, what are the NFL people oh, no. thinking outside of Chicago? They don't watch the Bears. Because it fits their narrative. It fits their narrative. And, and they just it just fits their narrative. You know what I mean? People like, thought it, that the Bears it, were going to be like 1-7 at this point. But no, they've literally. beaten the 49ers. They've beaten the Patriots. What are we doing? What are we doing? I don't I, – it's – I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it at all. Trevor Lamar in the chat. What do you think about Calvin Ridley? What a weird trade. Man, Good the trade for the Jaguars. Good trade for the Jaguars. Well, I mean, yeah, but it, it is. What that, um, that that's an example of a team going after you know a guy to try to make your young quarterback better. That's that's another example. When I'm talking about yeah. these teams, are understands what you got to do. Now it's it's a let. It's less of an excuse because Trevor has guys now, and he's really not mm-hmm. making the most of those guys at the moment i mean he's mm-hmm. he's looked fine he's looked fine but justin fields has looked like the better quarterback specifically the last it's, four it's, weeks right exactly right as of as of like the last couple of weeks yes and there's yeah. no denying trevor's talent there's no denying why he was kind of the messiah uh, 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 of quarterback play for for prospects you know when he came out but Again, we talked about this last night. There are no, there are not a lot of boneheaded throws from Justin Fields as of right now. There are plays when he takes sacks. There are plays when maybe he, he you know, has fumbled the ball and, and it shouldn't have happened. He jumps over a linebacker when he thinks he's still in college football. Whatever. There's not the boneheaded decisions as of right now. There's so much to build around. There's so much to get better at, and all the problems that he has right now are so fixable. Um, do I think Trevor is better than Fields? 
Like me and Kevin said, as of right now, the last four weeks, Justin Fields has been playing better than Trevor Lawrence. Doing more um, with less. And that's a great that's another that's a great point too. That they're doing doing more with a lot less. Like like significantly less. Hundreds of millions of dollars less. Yes. Like it's not even close. And a, and and a, and a like, first first year play caller and a guy who was not working with a lot and Luke Getze, who's still figuring out his personnel. Not a guy like Doug Peterson who has won a Super Bowl and is not far mm-hmm. removed from that Super Bowl, to be honest. Only a few years, four or five years out. You know? It's not this is not like, you know, the Bears hiring John Fox, you know, uh, like as far as, you know, as far off from his Super Bowl run as he was with, with, a, with a team that was uh, arguably one of the greatest offenses ever. So. Uh, now, so, I mean, like therapy, therapy, this is, this is what we're here to do. This is you stay in that position. Cause that'll be the thumbnail. That'll be the thumbnail. There you go. There you go. That's the thumbnail for the YouTube video. <laughs> but if you if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars and you do a 2020 uh 2020 draft redraft do you, or 2021 sorry 2021 draft redraft you take Justin Fields number 1 overall like you do I'm sorry you do right I don't like, know about that Kevin I don't know oh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm willing to go there I'm not I'm yet. willing to go there I like uh, you you, you got to walk that one without me <laughs> You're not doing that I couldn't. I couldn't do it yet. I couldn't do it yet. I. 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 I think that. But I think that's me sticking to my own evaluation too. I, I had Trevor one, and I had Justin two, and and they were they were closer. Justin was closer to Trevor than Trey Lance and Zach Wilson were to, to Justin, in my opinion. So I think that's mm-hmm. just me sticking to my evil. But if I'm the Jets, absolutely, I go back and I get Justin Fields second oh, overall pick. I don't think. I don't think a millisecond longer than I have to. I'm not getting Trey Lance. I'm not getting Zach Wilson. Or Mac Jones or Davis Mills, I'm getting Justin Fields. If I'm the Jaguars, I, 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 I couldn't walk that path with you. The New York Jets are probably a better football team with Joe Flacco. Like I don't even want like they they they, they might. It's have. not probably Kevin. I don't watch I don't watch it's, a lot of Jets games. Like again, it's I, I, not I probably I'm being hypocritical as we talk about like not knowing a lot about people not knowing a lot about the Bears. Like I don't know a ton about mm-hmm. the Jets, but mm-hmm. you know. See, see, I know QB great. play, damn it. And I go. know you, that you he's not good it. as of right now. <laughs> I, I just think like when, when it comes down to it, like when you like as far as what has occurred this year, like Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are neck and neck from pretty much how they've performed if you take the whole eight game sample size. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I, if coming out of the draft, it's what I said the moment that game ended in the Sugar Bowl. I we did a post game show uh, for like when I worked, you know, what I worked for at school. Um, lantern and i was like the jacksonville jaguars has some thinking to do now like they Mm -hmm. they should have some thinking to do because justin not only outplayed trevor in that game but also came back from multiple cracked ribs and ended up throwing what three touchdowns after the injury was it was it at least three including a might have might have been four i think it was yeah it might have been four including that 70 yard touchdown to chris olave like justin fields has the intangibles that all the other guys in that class do not possess and maybe not possessed, but not to the level that Justin has them at. And if you guys what like I work at 670 to score. Every Monday, Trent Dilfer comes on. I edit the entire video. I watch it back to front. I make clips out of it. Like I, I watch these segments and I listen to this very intently. And everything you hear from Trent Dilfer uh, each Monday on 670 to score is Justin has all these little tools and elements and intangibles that are just un- unteachable that other guys don't have. Like this will mm-hmm. to be great. And when you think about, okay, if they have the same sort of performance through eight games, 
what really matters going forward as far as getting your team to the Super Bowl, that's what matters. Yeah. He has that, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I, I'll, I, I'm going to, I'm going to come, uh, I'm going to go to this, this G station seven comment says, yes, that one. Thanks to the teams that passed on Justin Fields. Uh, not, I mean, pace. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Respect pace, bro. I, I thanks. got like, <laughs> Ryan Pace uh, getting Justin Fields is still a goat move. I, I will always appreciate him for that. Um, but the narrative, I cannot wait for the narrative to become not only did the um, Jets and 49ers pass on Justin Fields, the Falcons passed on Justin Fields, the Panthers passed on Justin Fields, the Broncos passed on Justin Fields. I can't yeah. wait to give Ben Albright shit <laughs> about the, the Broncos passing on Justin. I can't wait for it because that day is coming man that day is coming he's only getting better every week he's been playing a lot better with a lot less you know he's feeling more comfortable he's he didn't run a lot at ohio state because the backups he had um weren't um i don't think coach dave felt like super safe you know running justin because they didn't have backups that were near his caliber um yeah, the Panthers definitely need a QB. The they all need quarterbacks. Need they all yeah. need quarterbacks. It's just ridiculous. And so now we're finally we're finally get to see, we're we're getting to see Justin Fields operate an offense that is truly, you know, catered to him. And the the the, the Buckeyes didn't really have to do it because they had such a good zone running game with right. J.K. Dobbins in twenty nineteen and um, Master Teague and. Uh, and Trey Sermon in 2020. But um, there were like bits and pieces. Like his first touchdown as a Buckeye was like his longest touchdown run that he had. Uh, the FAU game in 2019 where he took like a – he just made like a zone bash read yeah, and he took right, it like right, almost right. 50 yards and he went right. in untouched. Um, and he never had another run as easy as that in college mm-hmm. football. And he had a bunch of like short runs in the red zone. He had some really nice plays with his legs, but it was never geared toward Justin using his athleticism as far as a runner. They got him on the move a lot and let him throw on the run. This is the first time that we've seen how – like there are times when I'm like, damn, like I didn't even know he could make that play. I didn't know he could do that. Like this is like – this is stuff like we saw Kyler doing in college and then he did Mm -hmm. it in the NFL and it's like, you know, I mean, Kyler was doing it in college. Lamar was doing it in college. Um I don't know what Josh Allen was doing in college, uh, <laughs> but now this is this is like, damn! Like, I didn't know he was that fast. I didn't know he was that slippery for someone who's six foot three. The dude, the dude can fucking run. He can run, and and of course, like you know, black quarterback in the NFL who can run. Everyone's gonna make jokes about him being running back, yeah, but I, that I, dude I'm, can I'm freaking so run. Yeah, that dude is a weapon with his legs, and. And I think it means so much more now because in, in 2019, they had a really, really good offensive line. In 2020, they had the one, two, three puncher receiver who went 10, 11, and 12 in the NFL draft, not to mention Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was the fourth receiver behind him. Um, so it's not like he really needed to feel like his legs were part of his game to feel comfortable. Now it is because his receiver room was better in Kyle's than mm-hmm. it is now. And he's playing better competition. His offensive he's line using. Yeah. He has to use it, and it has to, and it has to do with him feeling comfortable, being him being able to use that. So, it's so important now, and it, 
again, it's something we didn't see in college. It's not, it's something you couldn't evaluate. It's something you just kind of had to project by watching him work out in shorts and a t-shirt. Now he had plays where he broke off runs in college, but not like what he's doing. He's not making the escape plays now. He's making the escape plays now that he did not make it, that we didn't have to see him make in college. That's what I'm trying to say. He also didn't run a 40 time. There was no combine that year. Mm-hmm. He ran, right? he ran two, he ran two 40s at his pro day and he stumbled right. out, the, out the gate on both. Four four three, I think. Like, yeah, he still went like four four two, four four three. Now, to prove that the stumbling out of the gate affected that, this past week, guess who the fastest ball carrier in the NFL was? It was Justin. It was Justin. I I was doing some digging on Sunday. I looked it up on Next Gen Stats. I posted it to six seventy the score account. Everyone was going crazy about it. Twenty one point two three miles per hour. 21.23 miles per hour. Justin Fields was the fastest ball carrying week eight and the 10th fastest in the NFL this year. Oh my goodness. Like this guy is elite speed. You know what I mean? And, and you're yes. right. Like we might've underestimated uh, like his running ability out of, out of college. And, and look, you know, if anything, that's, that's an even greater thing because we mm-hmm. know he wasn't drafted. It's not like he had limitations in the passing game, but he's still valued as where he was valued because he's a good runner, like that boosted him. No, like he was there solely because he's an elite passer. But now that you're understanding that his running ability is greater than what it thought, it's, there, go, there goes Kellen again. It just completely elevates his overall attributes, his, his overall your overall valuation of him. It, it's absolutely incredible. And I underestimated it. Like I know he's fast, but I 100% underestimated out of college. Where'd you go, dude? What the hell are you doing? I, I, I closed the tab on accidentally. Can. What you keep doing that, man? I don't know how that the, keeps. I, I know how keep the damn the wrong fucking button, but I'm sorry about that. Um, That's okay. But I mean, look, <laughs> look, he he. You know, we talked about Lamar being a tier one runner and a tier by his own, and I still I still think that's true. But with Lamar putting the weight on, and I think he was advised to do that because he was taking a lot of hits. With Justin being a, a full on vegan athlete for a couple years now. Justin still? Fields, yeah, he's still vegan. Justin Fields in a hundred meter dash might beat Lamar Jackson in the race right now. Like, like you am really I wrong think in so? That? Yes, yes. In a forty, Lamar might get him. In a hundred meter dash, where Justin Fields' top speed can top out around 22, 22 and a half miles an hour. Yes, yes, I do. I absolutely do. Think about think about the the like the 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 last run he had against Washington, where he was like. He like flipped his hips and just started running or the Vikings run. He was running away from NFL football players. He's running away. And Lamar has done it too. Yes. But there Lamar, like I said, he put the muscle on and I think that was very necessary. I think you could see it in his ball. And I think that you can see he lost a tiny bit of that like burst that he, that he's had in the last couple of years. And Lamar is still the best runner at quarterback in the NFL. But right now, <laughs> I think Justin Fields is right on his freaking tail, man. I think he's right on his tail. That's he's, a clip. He's making so. Oh, dude, TikTok is. I'm sorry, eat dude. Me it alive has to go out. Right. It has to go out. They're it has to eat be me alive. But 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 your explanation is real, right? If if you back up your points with a with a valid explanation and reason, what's Lamar's fastest ball carrier time this year? Uh, this can, year, could you do you have access to that? I, I could find it. All right, let's let's see if we can find that. I, I, I look, I, 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 the more I think about it, the more I think you could be right. Again, the important distinction is the hundred meter, like 
the hundred meter dash, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Lamar's acceleration and quickness off the jump is, is just different. Could right? beat him As in a 40. Athlete. Yeah. Yes. Right. Could beat him in a 40. Yes. But for a longer run, we're talking Olympics, Usain Bolt, 100 meter dash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I it's, 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 it. it's, it's like, start. um, it's like, I remember Colin Kaepernick when he was first had, had like the Kaepernick era. And he was he was making those plays. Mm. They asked him. They were like, "Hey, man, like RG three when he was healthy, he ran a four three, uh, forty. And Darnard Robinson ran also like a four three. And he's like, I think he came out the same year as those two guys. Um, and they said, and we saw Colin stride a touchdown out against the Packers. You know, he owned the freaking Packers when he was playing for the Niners, right? He said, like, they said, Colin, do you think you could beat those guys in the race? He said, in a forty, no. But if you stretch it out to a hundred, I've got the stride length, I've got the top speed, I can beat those guys in a hundred yard dash, hundred meter dash." Justin Fields is striding out and running away from NFL guys, man. I, tw- what'd you say? 21.23 miles an hour? That's yeah. pretty damn fast, man. You can't go through a you can't go through a school zone that fast. You can't. Go get a ticket in Chicago <laughs> for yeah. $35. Dude, that's actually so funny that you just said that. Yeah. I, that that just just to put it in that perspective. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go to it, you can't run in a school zone that fast. Yeah, you can't. It's you'd, be, you'd be speeding you'd be speeding let, 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 let us know when you find that number but i'm looking um, for it i'm trying to find it okay 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 uh so th- this year i believe his top speed was on a 79 yard td run okay that happened in in, in earlier in the season like week two or week three 20.48 miles per hour was his top speed there Almost a full mile per hour behind Justin Fields. My God, you might be right. Now, that they, they also say the distinction in this article is that that was the third fastest of his career. So fastest this year is 20.48, but third fastest, fastest of his career. So I'm going to try Again, to find... He, he's, not, he's not as fast, I think, as he was last year because he put the weight on. He put the... 12 to 15 pounds of muscle on. So I think that's right now. I think that's an important distinction. God, TikTok is going to, I'm right. I'm right. But I, I know TikTok is going to kill me. It's okay. I'll, I'll include that in the video. The fact that you're putting in the caveat that, you know, you're going to get destroyed in the comments. Cause at least, you know, what's coming. Bring I, think it that's, on. I, I think that's important. Okay. Wait, here's the, here's a video from the Ravens. I have to watch an ad. And then I think it's going to tell me his fastest of his career. This fa- because if Justin Fields on that play was faster than any of Lamar Lamar's plays in his career, then that eliminates, you know. You said it was on a play that got called back, right? So there's like there's no video of it. But it, uh, it, it wasn't called back. So it was a weird play. So I know you weren't watching at the time. So Justin Fields ended up running down the sideline for about 40 yards. And then Cole Komet was called for a holding penalty. But it was a like, that's a spot foul penalty. So it ended up being like first and 11 because where the hold occurred was still was just like a yard behind the line of scrimmage or something. But it had to be credited. I don't know if next gen stats just accounts for all plays, penalty or no penalty, but it's going to be hard to find a video because like it's not going to be in a highlight. You know, it's not going to be in like NFL's highlights of the game, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, wait, here, here is it. Oh, no, this is wrong. Now, now, so I was looking at this Ravens video, and, and what just queued up was 
Roquan Smith's top five plays, man. They're so excited to, to get Roquan <laughs> Smith just to lose to the Chiefs in the first round. Like, <laughs> and it's true. Like, I hate to say it. It's still not telling me anything. This stupid video. I'm trying anyway, to find, find the video it. now. If, if, we have, if we have people in the chat who want to do a little bit of research for us, try to find the fastest that Lamar, uh, Lamar Chase, Lamar Jackson has run <laughs> in his career and see if it's faster than what Justin Fields has run. For perspective, as far as how it relates to the rest of the NFL, you're talking about skill players. I can, I can pull up the fastest ball carries in the NFL this year. I told you that uh, Justin is 10th in the NFL this year. And the okay. guys above him are. Let me guess. Let me guess. Second. Let me guess a few. Okay. One of them's got. Two of them have got to be Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. They've got to be. Hang um, on. It's 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 loading. One of them. One of them is someone you won't expect. Okay. I already know. Um, I already know who's in the top ten. That that is is a shocking name. Come on, load you stupid website. This is great. I'm sorry for the people listening to this. You're probably like, what kind of what kind of podcasting is this? I know. We're not in the business of podcasting. Okay. Thank guess God. so actually, oh, this is fascinating. This is fascinating. No Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. Guess who number one is? And again, uh, and let's remember that these these are the, the, the fastest speeds reached on a certain play. So it's not like an aggregate. It's the fastest mm-hmm. on a specific play. So you might have to kind of jog your memory on like longer plays that might have caused the player to reach top speed. I don't think you'd get who the fastest in the NFL this year has been. Give me a team or give me a division. NFC Conference, NFC West. NFC West. Okay. Um... <laughs> Not Debo. I don't think Debo's got that nope. long speed. Debo's mm. not up there. Tyler Lockett? No. Nope. That wouldn't make Kenneth Walker? Either. Yep. No. Kenneth Walker? Kenneth Walker, yeah. Okay. 22.09 miles per hour on a 74-yard rush TD in week seven. Um, guess who else is also on this list? If you had to take a guess, it's very relevant. It's, it's very, very relevant. relevant. It's, it's extremely relevant. <laughs> Um, it is as relevant as it could be if you look above you to the left. If I look above me to the left. On the screen. Uh, Come on, you can find it. What is this, I Spy? Is it Chase Claypool? Chase Claypool. Eighth fastest ball carrier, seventh fastest ball carrier in the NFL oh. this year. 21.46. 21.46 wow. miles per hour. Man. You know, here you're getting a 6'3 <laughs> guy who's nice. 238 who can also run 21.46. Mm-hmm. Give me, throw out a couple other names. A couple other names. Um, I don't think you're going to get anyone else from this list. I don't think you're going to get not, anyone else. It's not like they're not like any big names. Like They're Saquon. not huge names. They're not huge uh, names. No, not saying. And these are all with the ball in the hands. Yeah, just like on a specific play. And Chase Claypool's was a 12-yard rush, which is incredible. Yeah, like, all I these wouldn't. are, like, 60-yard rushes. Chase Claypool's was 12 yards. Yeah, I'd be here all night. All right, give me the names. Give me the names. Okay, number two, Brees Hall, 21.87. He did look very fast on that, on that touchdown run right before he got hurt. Yep, that makes he sense. He did. Number three, Devin Duvernay. Understandable. Okay. And number four just blows my mind, and this is probably the steal of the draft this year. 
Tariq Woolen. I was going to say that as Tariq Woolen. Yeah. He ran a 4 3 2 40 and 6 He's a four. freak. Yeah, he's a fucking freak. He's a freak. How did that guy fall to the – was he a fourth rounder? Fifth. Fifth rounder. 152nd pick of the draft. I mean, he, 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 he's, he's like up there for defensive rookie of the year. I guess we're doing this. Number five, mm-hmm. this was the one I thought you'd never get the biggest surprise, Rashad Bateman. I, I think wow. I forgot how fast he was. But I didn't wow. think he was that quick coming out of college. I didn't either. I, I never took bait for a guy that was super – Fast with the ball in the sand. Wow. Now I will say, sometimes these stats are like a little bit interesting. Also, Trevor Lamarsh in the chat is saying that 21, he from what he's reading, is the tops for for Lamar Jackson. And I think I'm re- okay. read the same thing as you, Trevor Lamarsh, but there was no decimal point. So for the sake of our argument, I, I'm going to need the decimal points. All right. We need the decimal points because Justin was 21.23. So um, number six, 2 2 Atwell, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, hundred, you know, fucking sixty pounds soaking wet. I hope he can run fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 their Valus Jones. Then that, that's what yeah. he is. I absolutely hate to say. End around here and there, mm-hmm. fifty yards. Uh, mm-hmm. Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny's moving it at number nine or number eight because Claypool's at seven, mm-hmm. and then Jalen Rager is the last guy before Justin Fields. Okay. So there you have it. Kind of crazy. No, I got to find that damn play now, man. I I can't believe I missed it. I know. I, I, I don't – like, when you watch it, you'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I see that speed there. You know, yeah. but I don't think you're going to find it. Unless you go back and watch the All-22 or you go back and watch – if you recorded the game back in the early 2000s or people used to record the game. Or, or uh, yeah, if it was on Amazon Prime, you go back on Prime and watch it. But, yeah, that, that it was an incredible play. But, yep, just a testament to – uh. To Justin Fields' speed, to Talanoa Hufanga, twentieth on that list. That guy can freaking play. That guy can. But play. um, some other comments in the chat. Again, appreciate you guys coming in. You guys are popping uh, on views right now. We appreciate you guys really joining in here uh, and interacting with us here on Tuesday Night Bears Therapy. We've kind of gone over our time. We don't really have a time limit for this show. We just get no, therapy just is. I mean, we therapy. don't charge for therapy. It's indefinite. So. Mm-hmm. We don't charge for therapy. And this is free. Can you guys believe this? This is free therapy. Like, you don't have to pay for this. We're making you feel better about your favorite team free of charge. All right? Now, if you want to repay us in some form, drop us a subscription. Or use code BEARS in the BetStamp uh, shop. Or not the BetStamp shop, but when signing up for BetStamp. That mm-hmm. would be your way to repay us in a way that also doesn't have cards you to what did you just point at oh the logo i tried to point to bet stamp yeah there and, you go uh, i like, see it there yeah. it is yep okay. yep um that would be awesome you guys are awesome a couple other uh chats this one from earlier i'll see if i can find it surprising by uh or not surprised but glad is nano cbd that the bears did not trade david montgomery do you agree yeah i don't i don't think anyone was calling i don't i wouldn't see why anyone would want to call about david montgomery um, I know that the running backs, running backs were kind of flying around with trades today. Uh, Jeff Wilson, but, Chase Evans. Yeah, Jeff Wilson, exactly. Um, Zach Moss, uh, he, was, he was part of Colts. the Colts. Uh, he was part of the Bills trade with Naheem Hines. Hines, yep, yep, yep. I um, picked him up in fantasy. Evans just got traded. Good move. Good move. So 21.01. Um, That's the, okay. So before we go on, we have to be, it must be made clear. Justin Fields' top speed is faster than Lamar Jackson as of right now. We're, we're going to put that in the video on, on socials. So if you want to yell at Kellen Gansney, if you, if you want to get in the comments, 
You are objectively and statistically wrong. That's what you get, TikTok haters. Anyway, about Dave Montgomery. Um, no, I'm not surprised. I am happy to. Uh, I think that I think David Montgomery seems like a pretty self-conscious guy. I'm sure he likes living in the Chicagoland area. I'm sure he likes being on the Bears. He likes being on this football team. And he's not going to get a workload going forward that he got his first two years. He's going to be able to share it with Khalil Herbert. As a matter of fact, Khalil Herbert will probably get a few more carries if he comes back next year. Um, I would not be shocked if David Montgomery takes a bit of a pay cut. I don't know. We don't really know what the running back market looks like right now because those guys haven't been re-signed as far as I'm concerned. The 2018 running backs would have been Saquon um, and Nick Chubb. Uh, that would have been Saquon, Nick Chubb, and like Darius Geis, uh, Sony Michelle. Couldn't remember who else, but uh, 2019. Arian Johnson, Rashad Penny, Ronald Jones, Bo Scarborough. Yeah, Rashad oh, Penny. And all those guys are playing on their fifth year options right now. Uh, except I think Chubb might have been a second round pick. So he would. For everyone in the chat, option. over the age of 30 or whatever age you are, and you're going to have a kid. And your kid wants to play football. Don't make him play running back. Play running back. Yeah, All right. no, don't have him be a running back. That's just simple as that. Simple as that. So I hope Monty takes the pay cut because I really would like to have him back. I think that having um, him as as a as a player on, I think you you can pay him that money, and then you can still find a, a rookie. So like, if you don't have him, then you would draft a running back, right? You you would probably draft a running back somewhere in the draft, like. You know, day three probably. They do anyway. Yeah, and you could find really good running backs on day three. I'm not saying that you couldn't. I'm not saying that you like David Montgomery is irreplaceable because it's just not true. But I think that right now he's a very good football player who does a lot of things for your team. He catches the ball. He's very good in pass protection. Um, you know, I know he had the bad fumble last week, but as far as breaking tackles and making something out of nothing, he's one of the best guys in the business. Good so, blocker. Good blocker. Uh, I know Mike is not all in on David Montgomery coming back, but I, I, I think I've said multiple times, three years, 18 million, no more than 20 if he wants 20. Um, oh, three and, years, 18, six per year? Yeah. Yep. I would I would do that, um, and I wouldn't be willing to go higher than 20. Anything higher than 20 is way too much for three years, um, and no more than three years, maybe even two. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they resign him. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm th- I just, I just, I just think about it, man. I mean, the buff, the Buffalo Bills are the best team in football. Devin, Devin Singletary is their running back. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Eagles are a seven and zero team. Miles Sanders isn't special. The Chiefs mm-hmm. are probably going to be in the AFC Championship. Uh, Clyde the Glide, Isaiah Pacheco, fifth, fifth or sixth round rookie. Yeah, uh, no, I'm Jer- with you. I'm with you. Like I, I just, I. Khalil Herbert is good enough for you, and you can find a guy who's not replacing replace like again, Dave Montgomery isn't immediately replaceable. You can find a guy who's productive enough. Right. His production just, is replaceable. I mean, it, 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 guys, like you don't even have to draft somebody. Undrafted running backs can can give you a couple good years all the time. James Robinson just got traded for a fifth round pick, right? Or mm-hmm. is it a sixth rounder? Or conditional or something. It was a conditional or something. That guy was an undrafted. Damian Williams, near MVP of the Super Bowl for the Chiefs in 2019. Undrafted, I believe. Like, was he? 
Yeah, I think so. And, and it's like, again, like, you have so – the problem – the reason why, Kellen, why I don't think it's going to happen is you have just in the past couple of days created so many holes for your football team, and you have to fill them. And you're, you're not you're, – you'll spend – I think the Bears will spend top dollar on a certain player. Like, there will be a, a player at a position in the free agent class who is top at their position, and the Bears will get him. That, that's mm-hmm. my big offseason prediction, okay? But – you are going to spend a lot of money on a lot of different guys. Like you just yeah. have, you just need bodies like capable bodies and you can't, I don't know if you can afford to keep a guy like Dave Montgomery around, even if it is for like, you can't afford it. You can't sure. theoretically you can afford it. Financially, With our cap space, it. we probably but can, but I you see can, but you know, if, I, I, if you could give that $18 million to a guy who's, comparable in it, it, where he ranks among his position group in the league to a defensive tackle or an edge. Would you do that? Mm-hmm. I probably would. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That right. I'm you with know? You. So I don't know. It's interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. And look, if David really understands uh, the market, but at the same time, like it's really weird. Like not, I don't think every team understands this line of thinking yet. Like we've seen it through the through the trades the past couple of days. Like teams are still willing to give up a lot of assets and pay a decent amount of money for a guy that they think can improve their backfield. Yeah, and we've seen it in the draft too. Like the Steelers drafting Najee, who right now is not good, and Travis Etienne is a good player, but probably still not really worth a first round pick that the Jaguars spent on him in twenty twenty one. Who? There was no first round pick last year for a running back, I believe. Right. Correct. Brees Hall was the first running back. Brees Hall was the first running back. Who, or not who, but where does, why am I blanking on his name? Brian, uh, Texas, running back. Bijan Robinson? Bijan. Where does he get drafted? Like, this guy is one of the better running back prospects coming out of the draft in a decent while. Yep. I don't think he should be a first rounder. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't take him. I, I wouldn't. I, it doesn't mean he's I'm bad. A, he, he's a great. He's a great football. He's the best running back prospect in Saquon, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't take him in the first round because running backs don't matter. Um, and I know that's contradictory to what I just said, paying David Montgomery. But I'm trying to. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to say that you underpay David Montgomery. Um, if I'm just a team and I'm looking at my team, and I said, and like like the Chiefs in 2020, if I have the luxury to pick a running back at that spot, I have the luxury to add someone to one of my rooms. They could, the fucking Chiefs could have had T. Higgins. What? Imagine Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and T. Higgins. Are you kidding me? The year they took Clyde? Yeah, yeah. T. Higgins was the 33rd pick of the draft. Clyde was the 32nd. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. He wasn't even that good of a prospect. Clyde wasn't. No, Clyde, Clyde, Clyde was picked over Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. Um, and I know Swift has been hurt, and I know Taylor hasn't been what he what he was no, last yeah, year. But they're both, they're both him. they're both better than Clyde Edwards Lair. Also, J.K. Dobbins is better than Clyde Edwards Lair when healthy. Go Bucks. There you go. Couple couple more questions I have for you before we head out of here. Do you got to go? Do you have places to be, Kellen? I know it's late. I'll get in the bed eventually. 
I'm all right. All right. We'll, we'll get out of here in a couple minutes. We just the, the people need our opinions. They do. We, pre- we appreciate you again. We appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, if all you are watching before school or before work, before you go to bed, in bed, or just hanging out, we appreciate you. However you watch or if you're listening after fact in podcast form, uh, we love you either way. The tension has now turned to the draft. You know, for most Bears fans, they're ready to give up on 2023, and rightfully so. Like the Bears aren't probably gonna make playoffs given the moves mm-hmm. that they just made i think they'll actually win i think they'll win it i think there will be a game they win that they are not supposed to win that will surprise right. everyone again right like they might beat the eagles at could be this week like could that. be the dolphins it, it could, could be, be this week too week. right yeah. exactly exactly right but everyone has seemed to believe now including a lot of the hosts at the score who i work with that acquiring chase claypool now gives ryan Poles flexibility to draft a different position in the first round. And it's no longer a lock that they draft mm-hmm. a wide receiver. I believe that they should. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's more open for them now to take a tackle, to take an edge or a three tech? And do you think it happens? I think if they don't take receiver, it has to be offensive tackle, especially okay. with the talent there this year um, in the first D-class. round. Yeah, I, I'd say it's a pretty good class. Uh, talked about Paris Johnson. Um, Peter Skaronsky from our that's our guy, Peter Skaronsky, lantern guy. Uh, yeah, Skaronsky is. is from uh, Northwestern. He's a he's a Crystal Lake guy. Um, the oh god, oh god, no, not State. again. I know, bro. I know, not man. Again. I know, I know, I know. I I, I don't want to. Did you uh, play? Did you play against him? No, we never played. You never against played him. Crystal Lake. No. Yeah. Um, I actually think the tackle that I was talking about from Penn State. I think he might be a sophomore still. Uh, but let let um, eligible. I don't think so. So I'm looking at network. Broderick Jones um, from Georgia, Jalen Duncan from Maryland, both first round players. Skaronsky's a first rounder. Paris Johnson's a first rounder. Um, and then we kind of get into Dewan Jones territory and like second rounder. So I, I think <laughs> as, I think as long as it's a as a tackler receiver, we're good. Okay, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I just really quickly have to say, for those in the chat who do not know who Dewan Jones is, okay, Kellen and I both went to Ohio State. We've both been on the sidelines for games. We, we've been, he's, Kellen works for a team. Like, we've been around these players, like, very close to these players. Dewan Jones is the largest human on the face of the planet. <laughs> it is ridiculous. He goes very to Ohio State. He's an offensive lineman. He is the biggest human I've ever been around. I've been around Greg Oden a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, at at, at Ohio State basketball practices and stuff. But, like, Dewan Jones is big. Like, he's tall, but he's big. Like, that guy. Like, I don't know if I'd draft him because he's not, like, mm, probably not agile enough to play the position at a super high level. I don't know, Kelly. I, I, I haven't evaluated him fully yet. Mm-hmm. But, like... He's just a huge. I, like I just implore everyone to dude. look up, look, 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 look him up. Because I know, I know, at some point in the draft process, people like it's going to get hooked to the national media about how big he is. Uh, mm-hmm. At some point, it is going to get around, and I just want people to, to know about him before he is. Can. I believe he is six foot nine, and he is a very healthy whatever he is three forty, three sixty, three eighty, whatever he is. Yes. He's very healthy looking guy for his size. Yeah. And like Kevin said, his, his, you know, maybe the agility will be a problem at the event with evaluations, but he moves very well for his size, um, which, as you can imagine, is still probably not as quick as, you know, NFL guys want their tackles to be. But he is a very, 
very healthy looking human being. So Bears he's a super tackle. nice guy too. He That's is a very, he is a great guy. He's a great guy. I love Dwan. Um, always says hey to me in the facility, but offensive tackle receiver, I'm fine as long as they go either one. Uh, I don't know if there's an interior guy that's really standing out right now. John Michael Schmitz, my high school teammate who played, uh, he plays in Minnesota right now, but he'll probably be a day two guy. Uh, he's a oh, center nice. for them. Played really, played, played really well the last two years. So uh, oh, we'll see. We'll see. Orlando Brown is a free agent. Uh, there's uh, some other guys that are free agents uh, on the offensive line that the Bears will definitely be looking at. I'm fine. I'm fine with like getting one more. Lucas Patrick level player, as long as that guy can stay healthy for next year. And then as long as that guy is like the fourth best offensive lineman at, at best that we have, if you know what I mean. I know that was kind of mm-hmm. like mathematical gymnastics, but it's not going to be perfect. Like I, 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 I'm not expecting it to be perfect. Like I think they can fix a lot of the holes next year. There still might be one. Like I felt like in 2018, there were no holes on the offense. Um, we still didn't like have great stats. And I think Mitch was, if you want to call Mitch a hole, you call Mitch a hole, but that offense was doing enough to win games. Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, um, Anthony Miller, even Josh Bellamy was playing solid that year. Uh, Trey Burton, when healthy was playing really well that year, the offensive line was good. Massey and Leno both had their best year at tackles in 2018. Cody Whitehair, Kyle Long and James Daniels were all very good football players in 2018. And then you had the one, two punch of Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen at running back. There were no holes. I don't think it'll get to that. I think there will, will still be like, oh, uh, yeah, there's a hole at left guard or right tackle or something. Like, what about Cody Whitehair? I don't know. I think, that's why Ryan Poles gets, uh, I think that's why Ryan Poles gets paid the big money to make those decisions, man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we'll yeah, have Tom Thayer on for, for that oh, stuff. Oh, we should. Yes, he, he, told us to, he told us to reach out to him during the season. Yeah. Maybe during the bye week. He, he's probably real busy. Um, but that'd be a good conversation to have. I, I want to know his evaluation of uh, Tevin Jenkins so far. I mean, the guy looks like mm-hmm. he's a near pro bowler. And really the evaluation of Braxton Jones. Like, I haven't really went back and, and watched. I haven't really specifically watched him on Sundays. But, I mean, again, for, for you talk about value. He, he's, he's starting and he's not bad. And as a fifth-round pick. As a fifth-rounder, yeah. That's from a guy that still has a long way to go from Southern Utah who's still getting NFL coaching for the first time. He still has some upside. He still has Mm -hmm. a a ways to go before he gets to his ceiling. He's playing starter-level left tackle for us right now. Absolutely right. All right, one last question. If you guys want to pop into one last question in the chat, we'll take any one last questions, one last comments before we head out of here. Uh, The most burning question you have, the most burning, hottest, flaming, fiery take. If you have a fiery take, read it. And, or we'll read it and then we'll put it on TikTok and we'll allow you to get roasted on the internet instead of us too. We're sick of getting destroyed on the internet. It's it's mentally tasking. Uh, yeah. You guys should you guys even know what happened to Kellen Garrison after he ranked. Well, you know what? That's what we should do. Go back to those rankings that you made and how they've looked so far for wide receivers. What did you? What did, what was the order in which you had them? Um, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Deontay, Keenan Allen, and then uh, I mean, or what was that? Uh, yes, I think that's right. And then there was another one I did with like AJ Brown, Debo yeah, Samuel, DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, and Stefan Diggs. Um, I think you put Stefan one, right? No, I put AJ Brown one. I think I might have put Stefan. 
five. Hard to argue was, after hard, hard, uh, hard to argue after last yeah, week with AJ Diggs Brown. is having uh he's having a really really good season. He obviously, is. he's the number one receiver in fantasy. Yeah, so but the um, first list is not AJ that. Brown's a beast though. AJ Brown was is is the number one guy on that list in my opinion. Still, I'd still take AJ over everyone. So, your first list though, I. I I think it, I think it might be right. I mean, I, I, Cooper Cup is probably ahead, but like, given what has occurred so far this year, if you're talking about 2022 alone so far, that list is pretty damn accurate. Pretty yeah. damn accurate. Justin so. Jefferson is. Uh, people are really people are really adamant that Justin Jefferson was better than Jamar, and um, they were kind of on my ass for that. And really, and Justin Jefferson is great. Don't get me wrong; he's a top. Yeah, he was, uh, he's had moments three. where he looks like the best receiver in football at times. Top but four, yeah. um, Cooper Cup is still that fucking guy, and oh Jamar God. Chase. The the Bengals the Bengals basically their injury report basically was like, yeah. So this would usually take a lot longer, but since yeah, Jamar Chase it. is him and he's simply built different, he will only be out four to six months. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's pretty damn funny, man. That's, that's pretty, pretty damn funny. Damn sick. We have a hot take in the chat. Shane M, who's always here. Big shout out to him uh, for sticking around as usual. Came into the stream actually a couple of weeks ago on yeah, Thursday Night Therapy. That was fun uh, to talk to him. He says, and this is something I've thought about too, actually. The Bears should have kept Demir Bird and Marquise Goodwin. Hot take question mark. I don't think that's a hot tape at all. Maybe not both, but one of the two. Like, uh, Demir Bird has Played okay for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. He had a huge touchdown last week. Marquise Goodwin, uh, the week that DK went out, was like balling. Yep. I mean, like, given the fact Shana, that Byron Pringle has played one game, right. I think Shane might be right. I think Shane might be right as well. I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's I think that's a good take. I think that's the correct take. I mean, I would have kept that Goodwin was kind of the third though but... in the offseason. It, it was like we were letting all these guys go. Like I, I thought they were going to re-sign James Daniels, and mm-hmm. then they let him go, and and they were, uh, you know, they let all the receivers go, and it's like, all right, I didn't expect us to re-sign all these guys, but we're kind of running out of football players here, and uh, we have to fill out a fifty-three man roster. Yeah, that two point right. conversion. That was the like. That was the epitome of like Bears fans because. We were rooting for a game around Christmas when the Bears were awful and Nick Foles was playing. Like, it wasn't Andy Dalton. It wasn't Justin Fields. It was Nick Foles. And we were all like, oh, that was that was so – that was just the most pointless win ever, and it was so cool. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it was. I, I was hyped. I was hyped. Don't give me like, – yeah. I, I, was, I was going crazy. Gregory Stevens says Miami has great receivers. Is that your hot take, Gregory? Because that's not a hot take. That's just facts. Uh, he also says, if Claypool is as good as Robinson, Fields should have as good receivers as Trubisky had. Um, yeah, 20. Yeah. Next, next year that's should look a lot like 2018. Next year should look a lot like 2018 personnel-wise with yes. the money and the picks that we have. How yes. many more games do you think we win with Claypool now in the mix? Uh, like Five. Is, isn't, that like, isn't that like war? Isn't that a baseball stat? Like wins above replacement, and then what that's yep. supposed to be more. Yep. Uh, I think he adds ability to put points on the board against teams that you'll need it against, like the Lions, who can probably survive a shootout with you because their defense is bad, but their offense is good. <laughs> um, or like in the Vikings game, or 
the Packers game where you ha- where you it's a low scoring game and finally like you if the Packers score twenty seven we can score thirty you know right like going back to what they had in week two the Giants scored twenty we can score more than twenty so um, yeah the Packers yep. and the Giants have had a good record I, I think they're a bit fraudulent as the Seahawks kind of showed but I think that the Bears have, uh, those I couldn't say on number but he definitely gives them a chance to put more points on the board versus teams that they'll need it against um, that are winnable. The Dolphins this week. The Dolphins this week. They're going to need points. I think the Bears get an 8-9. That's what I put out there. I think they're going to beat the teams that they should beat, which I think are the Falcons, the Jets, the Lions twice, and the Packers once. Man, if Justin Fields has a significantly better game than Zach Wilson, which I think he will, in week 12 against the New York Jets, I'm going to go absolutely ballistic. I can't wait for it. Like, I cannot wait for it. Oh, I'm going to go ballistic. Yeah, he's beating Mac Jones. He's beating Davis Mills. He's beating everyone he's in his class. He's beating Trey Lance. Come on, man. We're almost there. We're almost there. The gauntlet. The gauntlet. The, the 2021 draft class gauntlet. He's almost got it. Last thing I'll say is I think I'm going to go to this game because, because the Bears are bad, ticket prices are dropping, and... It's going to be on Christmas Eve, and I have to go see the Bears play the Bills at Soldier Field on Christmas Eve. I have to go see it. Like, I have to see, like, if Justin Fields continues to play well, right, and, and by that point, he's looking like a, re- like a really solid, you know, like, you know, a ton of games put together. Like, he's, he's, he's like, solidified, you know, he's, he's great. When we get to that point, and it's Fields versus Allen, Christmas Eve, Bears-Bills, in Chicago, oh, and some cold weather with two teams that are used to it. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> you want to go, Callan? Let's go. We're going to the game. We're there. Hey, seventy-five dollars. Uh, hey, I'm not gonna say no to that, man. Wear your tights no. and your Under Armour. It's gonna be I cold will. as hell. It will be, but that's nothing new to us, man. Trevor Lamarche going to the Bears-Packers game. I hope I'm saying your. I hope, I hope I'm saying your last name right. It, it may be Lamarche. Maybe Lamarck, Lamarque, maybe. I don't know. Uh, that game will be the changing of the guard. That game is when the Bears win and Justin Fields. Yes. And, and, and truly, yes. when the Bears take the North and never give it back. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not really, because the Vikings are going to win the division. But, mm-hmm. you know, for all intents and purposes. Vikings, what'd you call them, Kevin? A hot, a hot, a flat, flash in a Flash in the pan. Flash in the pan. They're the good of the mid, you know? The good I mean, of the <laughs> mid. Nice. Nice. They're like not that. mid right now. They're, they're not mid right now. They are a good team. but They will be mid. They, they might be. They'll be big because they're going to lose in the first round of playoffs. But, uh, again, you guys are just still up in here. All the viewers uh, still hanging out with us here at 1041 Central Time, 1141 Eastern Time. Or if you're watching uh, in a different country, uh, we do have a lot of people who listen to the podcast in London. Which is a really weird thing. What? Uh, but the, nice. the NFL, the NFL grows is growing in the UK, so I get it, and and it's our job to convert every single European into being a Bears fan, and that's what we do here on Tuesday Night Bears Therapy. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Bears Dolphins preview myself alongside Jake Hassan, uh, talking about that game and telling you how many yards Tyreek Hill is going to put up on the Chicago Bears. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. not that many because Jalen Johnson is him, but they'll scheme ways to get uh, Tyreek Hill open, but. Go follow us on TikTok, Instagram, wherever. 
Uh, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Get that notification when we go live. Again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Kellen, thank you uh, for spending an hour and 37 minutes with me, doing a little bit of therapy. Hope you feel good. Hope you feel better. Uh, let's see it again. You're, you're, you're zen. You're, you're good. We're good. We feel great. Hope you guys all have a phenomenal night for all of us at Barry's Asian Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow.